0: Ace Broadcasting Network.
1: Okay, today we're doing back-to-back um, uh, episodes, and uh, this is our so we did our fourteenth first. This will be our fifteenth, and we got some messages on the message board. Adam Corolla dash J C blog, and this is what we got there from. I remember the Twitter was L L Jim Corolla Twitter, that's that's for my uh, Twitter, but this is from Adam's. Uh, uh, b- a blog. Is that, yeah, just JC blog. <laughs> All right, anyway, here was one. This first, first person, Kane, K A I N. Hi, Jim and Ray, could you guys go into detail <laughs> on how one should meditate, my heavens? That's just what we did. So, boy, this this a uh, timely question. Uh, do uh, I Let's just- do it again. What? Let's
2: meditate again. Uh,
1: no, okay. He says, for example, "Do I just sit there for thirty minutes and ponder deep thoughts?" Now remember, when other people have this idea too, you're not going to sit there for thirty minutes.
2: That's that's a task.
1: Yeah, I, I, when you begin this, be realistic. Take five or ten minutes. Start at that level, not go to thirty minutes, and you're not in deep thought. Um, you're trying. You're resting. In the quietness of your body, you're using the concentration, as I said in the last one, um, to that muscle, uh, that muscle right below the navel, your breathing muscle, and you can do that counting. I won't do it again, but uh, listen to the other one and you'll know. Now, if you guys could please elaborate on the technique, which I did. Thank you very much. I love the music and talk between between you two. Okay. Very soothing. Much love.
2: I think I think it helps if if you like have a, a picture in your head like what what you were describing, as far as like a shock of light going to your abdomen and just below your your belly button, and then to, to to hinge the two together with the breathing. If you can hold on to that alone, and then with your feet planted and your hands, and then either you know I I usually look straight ahead. And usually I have my eyes about half masked, closed, or open, but somewhere in between there. But um if you can just stick with that, you're you're getting there. You know, I mean I don't with I mean he's saying, you know, what do I do? Just ponder deep thoughts and such. But if you can get that bit down right there and you can hold on to that for ten minutes, you're doing pretty good.
1: Okay, that's right. He's been <clears throat> he's been trying this. So he's he's speaking from experience. Yeah, the eyes closed. In meditation there's different variations, different schools. Um, The Hindu, Vandante, uh, Zen, there's all different things. Um, I use the eyes closed. So it's not not something half open or half closed. The eyes closed to answer that. Okay, Ray, you take the read the second question and
2: from Benjamin, yeah. First of all, his name is Benjamin. That means you, if you have a name of Benjamin, you're enlightened from the get go. It says I've been listening to the podcast. I've been, li- I've since first podcast, and I'm really enjoying things how how things are developing. This is my first post. I'd love for Jim to keep expanding on meditation and reaching a higher level or joining a fragment itself. This is something that is paralleling my personal life experience right now. And where I'm trying to go, can Jim recommend other sources, books, etc., to go more deeply into these topics?
1: Okay, um, yeah, I, um, I would have to go kind of look at my library and see what what might be. I'm, going to, I'm considering this as the training whales very beginning level. What what uh, articles that might? There's a lot of things written on meditation. Um, if you just if you took what I gave in the first session that, that's enough to you don't have to even know much more about it than that that's the beginning training wheels now once you get into it um, there's tons of books and I'll and I'll uh, I'll recommend books or articles or magazines and mindfulness um, also part of uh, of what we're going to be talking about in the future what what it really means to have mind, mind, or your mind really right well, away. Let me. I'll, I won't really go into that, but uh, I will. Maybe the next time our number sixteen, we can go into that. But take what we have right now, and begin. If, if those who are trying it, let begin right now. Yes, and the next time I'm here, I'll make some recommendations.
2: Take okay. what we have right now and run with it. Yeah, and but don't run.
1: No <laughs> right. Um yeah, remember the concentration part with attention is what we're working on and trying to develop a quietude. Okay, so very apropos questions, keep the questions going, coming in, and we'll we'll work with them as we came in. And Ray's doing it right here and he's gonna give his his experience of how it is. So we have both things going on.
2: The hey, you know what I did the other night, Jim? Mm-hmm. I wasn't. Um, I didn't sit in the morning, and I, I sat at night because I had to get oh. it under my belt. Mm-hmm. But I had a few belts before I sat. Mm-hmm. does not work. Mm-hmm. Not good.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. So you drank a little.
2: Yeah. You mean? I had a couple of shots of some whiskey, and then I try. I, I go. You know what? I got to get my sitting in before I go to bed. And I did. And it, I mean, I did the sitting, you know, mm-hmm. physically did it, but um, I, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Not not a good way to go. Right. I recommend not to do that. Right. Have you ever done that?
1: No, I don't think I've drank and meditated, no. I meditate in the morning. Um, and incidentally, there's a morning and also possible evening, but well, let's just start from where we are. As we go along, I'll gradually add things in what I'm calling the training wheel section. And later on, people could find outlets uh, for themselves. Okay, so I will I'll answer that question, yeah. Uh, next week, I'll take something in, um, some kind of very beginning uh, material. Okay, for this the theme in this uh, section's another idea, we're kind of in the mindful section, mind, mindness. Mindless? What am I saying? Mind, mind, mindful. Um, all right.
2: Um, Are you uh, saying mindful or mindless? No, mind, mindful.
1: mindful. Yeah, but that's not exactly the term. Um,
2: mindfulness.
1: Mindfulness. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll wait till I do that one. Anyway, one other theme for today. We handled the meditation for the fifth, fourth, fourteenth, and. Let's beginning to look at something called self observation. First place, is we we got eventually work to see ourselves as we are, as we really are, instead of the picture of who we have of ourselves. That's a very important first thought. As we really are, instead of the picture of. Who we have the picture we have of ourselves. In other words, we have some kind of idea. But we have some story about ourselves, and uh, some little movie in our head about who we are and what our. What do you mean? Don't you?
2: Don't you know I'm great? <laughs>
1: yeah, Ray knows about <laughs> I'm that. I'm fantastic,
2: <laughs> right? I've never done any wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So instead of that, a, a more real picture of ourselves and our difficulties and. And that's part of what meditation brings out. Now, do we have the attention? Do we have the concentration? Is there any self? Can we add any self-discipline to this uh, mechanical machine? Uh, that, that part. Now, to see ourselves better, we must. The idea of self-observation is that in our daily life, we're looking at our functional life impartially. To remain attentive, to be more full, more fuller, more full ourselves. So whatever we're whatever we're doing in our life, there's a part of us that's kind of watching. Uh, well, I might do one on the watcher, watcher. After all, but this is call it self observation. So there's something that's functioning in life. We're doing different things and so forth, and then there's a part of us that's impo- observing it. Impartially, In other words, if all kinds of judgments come up and so forth, that's not it. We're not interested in, in the mind's judgments. We're trying to feel something more. When you're more impartial about something, you take the tension out of it. You're able to lay back more. You're able to begin to see more of what you're doing. So self
2: you, You're really able to, able to be there then, too. I mean, you're present then, if you can do that.
1: You'd be more present. Yeah, Ray, Ray was kind of anticipating the next thing I was saying about it. The quality of the observation depends on three factors. So there's somebody observing, something in me observing. There's the inner material. I'm having some reaction to it. And then the the attention connects the first two. So let's go over that again. First, if, so three three factors. The eye that's observing. See, to connect with what's observing inside, what I what is observing, there's some part of me that begins with observing.
2: Doesn't that all depend on, like, who's up at the time? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, I need my coffee right now, or, like, I got to go, see, you know, see my girl, or it depends, like, who needs to be fed at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking for an eye that's um, not kind of full of opinions and judgments. It's some kind of sensation of myself uh, as a functional life. Moves my mind, different patterns, different emotions. While all that's going on, there's a more quiet part observing. So that, that's the idea of it. And it's in touch with inner life, how it's being aroused, if anger or irritations coming, and the and then a kind of an uh, an attention, connecting both the eye that's observing, the material, and functional life that's going on, and a kind of an attention, a connection to both. I don't want to make that complicated. Um, I could easily do it. So let's say, somehow you're driving your car, you're sitting at your desk, and something in you thinks of this thought of, I want want to observe what's going on inside me. And you might see lots of thoughts piling in and different kinds of dialogues and so on. So you have an idea that that's going on, and then there's a separate part of me that's watching it. So as you're driving your car and you're rehearsing things, you go back to a sensing of an eye that's watching it. You're also looking out in the highway and all that's going on, but something is watching that I'm calling self-observation. Now that one, again, we'll have to hit a few times. Um, the eye that is observing must be more present, and that takes a while. The training wheel taught of this, that won't happen. Any eye that is hanging around will jump in. But later on, a kind of a, a little deeper eye, an eye with more presence, will begin to show up. And that eye will become kind of a more of an intelligence in us. That eye is a little higher consciousness, but that takes a while. Nothing is more important than eventually getting a stable eye and self-observation that you can begin to count on this more stable eye. And even if a part of me is rambunctious and beginning to rehearse, it's not fair to me, they shouldn't be doing this to me, who they think you are. They need to know the kind of... um, person I am, a high person in this world that never lies and never does di- So, we, you know, we got all these kind of self-justification lines going on in our head. And at the same time, we have a part of us that's listening and watching more impartially. And that I could get stronger. Its presence could get stronger and
2: help us uh,
1: with a little higher consciousness. Have you tried that ray have you have a part that of course you've heard of this before
2: yeah i i crossroads crossroads there like i just did the other day i was um you know i got this thing where I, I run around like a madman you know much much like my father and you know i had to go to the hardware store home depot and all that stuff and make a run and you know i had all this stuff going on in, in my head i gotta get this gotta get that come back to the job blah 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 But then i saw that uh, that's just status quo that's what i do that's what i normally do and and i just i wrote it out you know i wrote out the compulsion to get out to leave or go do what i do and um <coughs> Excuse me. that's all right. and then i stayed i stayed there you know i wrote it out and i stayed there and i stayed at the job and um you know, by the end of the day, which was only another three hours left, a multitude of things really got done. And I was thinking about that, like, you know, how much time, you know, when I look at it and then how much time do I spend there? You know, how much time do I essentially waste, mm-hmm. you know, and how, and and that's only in one area. Now take that into other areas of my life. And if I'm to look at that as the observer, and it, it can put it can put you in a different state where you don't have to necessarily participate in in the old one, you know, because the old one's really really badass and has a lot of energy and a, and a lot of opinions and a lot of righteousness mm-hmm. and and you know that kind of thing, and it, and it never really goes anywhere, you know, it goes away and then something else comes up, but then it comes back and gets its just due and fucks you all up anyway. Mm. You know, or at least that's mine, you know. And then you can see what others have, too. You know, if you're looking at yourself, you can see what what somebody else might be suffering from, but they might not be on to it. So, yeah, I, I run into that quite often.
1: Yeah, so Ray gives a good description of that more practically in life, something I go through, all of us go through. Um, so we're trying to find as we begin to sense that this old consciousness, this ordinary mind, this deep-rooted conditionings, that there could be something uh, that I could operate from a different level of consciousness from it. Now, it's going to take years and work and a school, and we're just introducing that thought. Then later, one needs to find uh, um, more intense knowledge about that. Um, and and this self-observation uh, is, is one part of that. In other words, we need a base camp in us that we need to develop from the old consciousness heading towards awakening to a n- new consciousness. Now, in the meantime, there's going to be a gap in between those two. And we're going to always run back to the old, and, and I was saying this in another light the other night, that... Um, When we get into the place where we're not realizing that whatever our um, conditioning has given to us, that we would begin to want to look towards awakening and we begin to some some practices, we end up in the place I call the gap We start off with that. In other words, the old life is not working and the old consciousness is starting to see the flaws in it and so on, starting to see you're, you're not as real as you think you are and all of that. Um, Now we're in a gap, and in that gap, we're kind of in a refugee. We're a refugee. Our passport doesn't work yet. Uh, We want to go back to the old, but we don't have the new yet. We haven't had enough time and practice. So we're kind of a little homeless, and that's why we need each other. That's why you need a community. That's why you need a school. That's why you need, if you have it in a mate, uh, wife or husband or girlfriend, boyfriend, that they're also interested in this. And so we have a little camaraderie. We need, to, this is a, lo- this journey could be a lonely one because there's not many people involved in it. Um, so we need each other. That's another part of it. We would need to eventually find a community so people, um, we can t- talk to each other about the journey.
2: You do a communal work, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, i yeah i'm I'm in um, I'm in a work like uh, I'll call it a Zen work of course people don't usually know what the name of what I'm in. A Gurdjieff work. It's very Zen-like, very mindful like uh, meditation, and, um, lots of different things related to that um, more like from the eastern Eastern school. yeah and I also uh, later in life, I was born a Catholic. But later in life, uh, I I gave it up like a lot of people do. But later in life, through the Eastern schools of developing an inner life, I began to see my Catholicism in a different way. So right now I utilize that also. So I have kind of an Eastern world. um,
2: um, You're double dipping. Yeah,
1: double dipping with the mindful and the uh, breath control, the mind control, all of that and. uh, meditation, also with the great old ritual of the Catholic Mass, so that when I, and my my wife and I go early, we go to an early Mass, 6.30 in the morning, so my routine is I get up and I meditate, so I get up early enough so I can get get to that 6.30 Mass, um, and then use the ritual of this great old mystery, the Mass, to develop even deeper. So now I'm in, a, I'm in a position to utilize the Mass. Before I wasn't, because my state of being couldn't utilize the Mass. Now that I, I've been working on this and I'm you know, being my 80th year now uh, of age, um, now I'm, I'm at a place where I can appreciate the Christian message and particularly the Catholic message and particularly the, the power of the mystery of the Mass. I go there in a state of mind and I work with it and I I keep my body quiet and almost like I'm doing kind of a a meditation while I'm in, in the power of the mass. Therefore, I get the power of the mass more deep inside me. It's much more than what I ever thought it was. But first you have to be in that state
2: but were you anti-Catholicism like Catholicism for a long time? Yeah,
1: when I, when I was finished, was I— Were you mad
2: at the church? Mad at
1: the church and thought it was just a bunch of nothing that couldn't— You know, that's very common. You could only find it at a different level if you go more interior in yourself. Otherwise, you'll be mad. As most people are just mad at it the rest of their life and, you know, just put it down. But they don't understand it yet from a deep interior place. That takes work to understand it. And then you you might be able to utilize it more.
2: Now, did you see like parallels in the the work that you had done prior, and then when you went back to Catholicism, did, did, could you like read between the lines that there were, you know, they were talking essentially about the same thing?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Ray's making. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities in it, and the, that I could never connect before. Um, Was the
2: Catholicism more esoteric, like, or vice versa?
1: Well, there's an esoteric part of Catholicism. There's a real parish level of it, and um, just uh, uh, going through the, the rituals in a more mechanical way. Um, but um, one has to search within the church for people that are are uh, more have an esoteric look at it, but yet utilize the rituals, particularly the mass, but others, other things also. In fact, uh, the possibility of uh, it's never mentioned, and then on the pulpit about anything about meditation. But you know, the other day, to my surprise, there was an Indian missionary that came through. Uh, he was a, a Western Indian, and uh, for the first time, I've heard it from that pulpit. He said, uh, "You people," he said, "you could use meditation." You know, <laughs> wow! I almost fell, I almost fell out of the pew. He actually said that. You could use meditation um, morning and night. Wow. And the first time I've ever heard it. So sometimes things like that happen. I think he was more, uh, he was using meditation himself, and yet he was a very spiritual priest at the same time.
2: Wait, so you, let's say you've been to church how many times in your life?
1: <laughs> oh, I don't have Thousands, yeah? Hundreds, hundreds, yeah, lots of
2: Probably church. thousands. I mean, you go every day now, right? I go every day, yeah. And so this was the first time you ever heard that?
1: Yeah, it's been hinted a little bit, but it's the first time it was ever was brought out so clearly. One time some missionary nun came through and uh, used that word, meditation. But this guy, I never heard a priest say it, though I know some use it, uh, but they don't particularly say it from the pulpit. and they, they kind of think that the general public will have a hard time with it and just let it go, but. Um, um,
2: so what? What possibly. about this East meets West thing? So, you, so like the 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 Jews, the um, oh my gosh, I'm not thinking about it now. Who, who are the guys who are in the Muhammad?
1: The Muhammad school, Muslims. What,
2: Muslims and such. So they're all essentially connected.
1: Yeah, there's there's uh, places where they all meet. Uh it's like we go up the mountain from different roads but it's kind of at the peak it's it's really the same. Um no, the the, the traditions have a lot in common. Judaism, Christianity, the Muslims and uh Saria and Bindo and the Indian school. Um, yeah, they're, they're 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 Makanande um names people don't know here yet, but these are They're very... they're
2: all saying essentially the same thing. Yeah. Yet yet every fucking war's started because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Then <laughs> it's kind of contradictory, isn't it well um
1: the people that are fighting the wars and um you know the crusades of the christian and Christianity went through epochs in history that uh um you know there were strong lines going on in those epochs, and they thought they were right at the time, but then you know the things change, people learn now the traditions have a lot in common, a lot of this uh, wisdom. Their, their rituals could be different, and their ways of saying it, but at the esoteric level, uh, there's a commonality to all of them. I would say, okay. I'm so I'm just took a peek at the clock. We wanted to keep these both for a half hour, so we really had we had we had questions today. We had Ray step by step going through a concent, uh, using concentration, attention, to to. Um, to Do his meditation part, and he said that he felt some of the peace of it. Uh, even that little bit we've done, maybe some people. It looks like there are our, our podcast audience questions were related to meditation, so sounds like there's some interest out there. But let me know if there is, and I'll, I'll continue to work and using Ray as our person that was uh, trying it and, and give us some real experiential feedback and uh, recommend some material, uh, one reader asked for that, some resources that they might be able to go to. Okay, so we had two lively, I think, important sessions on meditation and self-observation, the capacity to have a part of us impartially look at our functional life. And I'll go more into that and mindfulness in general. So as we end our time, um, our 14th and 15th, I wish this all a new holiday coming up, the Christmas holiday. Um, Adam has some New Year's. I'll be playing his opening in the New Year's Eve um, at the El, Porte, El, Porte, Hotel. El Portel night. And they'll be doing an 8 and 10 o'clock show, as I remember. I'll be there playing. We thank you for listening. We'll give Ray's famous... Hey, Ray, can you do that, Buzz?
2: Show me out.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: Nothing um, like you. Yeah, okay. Hey, but uh, you know, and then you can also write you at um, Adam Corolla backslash JC Blog, and you can Twitter Jim at LL Jim Corolla. Yeah. Get some questions for us.
1: Okay. Well, please. Good. I'm glad Ray remembered that.
2: Here, can I? Why don't I say that while you do the, while you do the buzzing? What do you want to say? I'm gonna say that again while you do. Okay. The, meet Jim at Adam Corolla backslash come on Jim backslash JC blog or you can Twitter him at LL Jim Corolla.
1: think as will they hear it while the buzz is going
2: it's by. fine <laughs>
1: ah, okay take care we'll see you soon we'll hear is talk to you soon.
0: bye he sings a love song